refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force. You believe it's this boy? He can see things before they happen. He can help you. The force is unusually strong with him. He was meant to help you. Anakin! Tell him to take off! Will I ever see you again? What does your heart tell you? Are you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know? Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. I sense much fear in you. The boy is dangerous. They all sense it. Why can't you? Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice or dice. Sorry, to slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a theme and as it's me, aka Star Wars Month, I, it's been 20 years since they came out. I'm doing the prequels. I've already covered the originals, so check my archives. As I said, I, I am now covering the prequels, aka the beginning of the end of the Star Wars saga. I never actually saw these in cinema, even though uh, when they came out I was about 20, um, as I am not that big a Star Wars fan. Yes, I had it thrust on me as a child of the 80s, but I was never really that into it. Sacrilege, I know, but uh, Star Wars is a bit meh to me, so... I did, however, hear the stories of people going nuts for this movie, i.e. camping outside cinemas for days on end going to see a certain movie to see the trailer time and time again and just walking out the cinema because why would you pay a full cinema ticket just to watch a minute and a half trailer for cuts seeing this movie time and time and time again on opening day and then buying everything about the bloody thing i just don't get that level of fandom but if that's your thing then more power to your bloody elbow the other thing i remember about this was the merchandise was absolutely bloody everywhere also that Goddamn impossible to play Star Wars pod racing arcade game. I can't tell you how much money I poured into that fucking thing. Uh, back to the movie. I really don't like the name Phantom Menace. Who is it? Darth Vader? The Sith? The Emperor? Darth Maul? Who? I mean... Also, were these movies actually needed? After all, Star Wars trilogy is perfect. It sets up the hero's journey. It has the ultimate bad guy in Darth Vader. It has a redemption story and indeed a love story. So why add these unnecessary baggage? Wait, what am I saying? This is George Lucas. This guy is never satisfied with these movies. I mean, he's always cutting shit and adding shit and blah, da 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 Just leave it be, George. It's perfect. Back to movie again. This could have been cut by at least 50 minutes. This just drags, plus it's boring. Just cut to the chase, Lucas already, for fuck's sake. All I remember about this movie is a young Obi-Wan, the dual lightsaber, uh, the pod race, and Darth Maul being totally and utterly wasted. I believe he's got about 15 minutes of screen time, for fuck's sake. I mean, uh, he's another bloody bounty hunter. What's his name? Boba Fett. <laughs> now that I have pissed off the hardcore fan base, let's just dive into this one. This will be bloody fun. 
With its $115 million budget, 15 of which was added due to Jar Jar Binks, but I'll get back to that one later. This thing pulled in $1 billion, starring Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Jake Lloyd, E. McDermott, Samuel L. Jackson, Ray Park, Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker, directed by George Lucas. That plot, when the Trade Federation plots to take over a peaceful plant of Naboo, Jedi Master Guy Gon and his apprentice Obi-Wan Kenobi are sent to calm things down. However, they soon find out the planet's queen, Amadilla, has an assassin after her. Or does she have an assassin after her? Anyway, uh, so they take her off planet for her own safety. Actually, I think it's an assassin that gets the whole political backstabbing intrigue shit, but moving on. Along the way, they pick up a gun gun, Jar Jar Binks. Uh, they head to Tatooine and attempt to stop the Trade Federation. Here they find a young boy, strong with the Force. They pick him up also, and he has to be trained to be a Jedi. The Federation send Darth Maul to stop the Jedi. Can he and the Federation be stopped? I find out here, eventually. So, the movie opens up on what else? The scroll, because of course it would. Which tells us the Trade Federation is a greedy... Um, corporation type thing. Uh, that is trying to tax people up the ass. Uh, the Republic Congress is useless, so the Jedis are sent to stop it. Sounds a bit like US politics. In fact, politics full stop. The rich. I want to stay fucking stinking rich and get even more richer. Middle class bitching more about how it is unfair, whereas the poor get fucked in the ass time and time and time again. You know, circle of life bollocks. Meanwhile, in space, we see a ship landing in a space station. Out what Jedi Master, Gaigon Jin, played by Liam Neeson of Darkman, Schindler's List, The Haunting, Batman Begins, coming soon, Taking Movies and The Grey, and his apprentice Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by Ewan McGregor of Trainspotting Movies, Velvet Goldmine, Moulin Rouge, Big Fish, Jack the Giant Slater, Slayer even, and A Beauty and the Beast. They're told to wait in a conference room, but it's a trap, as a droids are sent out to kill them after the Viceroy talks to the Emperor, a.k.a. Senator Palpatine, played by Ian McDermott, of well these movies, and that's about it. He tells them they have to be killed. No matter, these droids are bloody idiots, and with a swipe of the Jedi Force and a slash of lightsaber, they're all roger rogered out. And I've got to see the design of these robots look cheap, and oh, roger roger is a pain in a bloody arse. Anyway, moving on, the Viceroy signs droid destroyers after them, which are rolling droids with dual-mounted machine gun type things, and they have four shields. Once they're stopped rolling, that is, they chase off the Jedi, because apparently lightsabers can't cut through four shields. Uh, i got to say here, I'm getting a lot of Lego Star Wars flashbacks, the video game that is. The Jedi head to the space station docks to find an army of droids just waiting to attack the planet. As on the bridge, the Viceroy gets a video call from Queen Amadilla. Or as I'm going to call her through this thing, Queen Amadildo. Because these names are fucking ridiculous. Played by Natalie Portman of Mars Attacks, V for Vendetta, Chick Archives, Black Swan, Thor movies, Jackie and Annihilation. She tells them the Federation has gone too far and the Senate will get about this. Ooh, feisty. With that, the ship jams communications to the planet this causes panic with the Queen's Council, as Captain Panaka, played by Hugh Quarshire of Highlander, Nightbreed, Wing Commander, Red Sparrow and Hobie City, which is a British medical drama. 
warns the Federation cannot be trusted and expect an attack, however a queen does bugger all. As the Federation ships attack and take over the bloody planet, because of course they do. Because apparently she's a queen of this gigantic planet which has no fucking army. I mean, oh my god, this movie. Now on the planet, somehow, Gygon, or as I'm going to call him, give me some gin, rescues the bane of this movie, Jar Jar Binks, played by Ahmed Best of all these movies, that's a bit bloody it. And note, he wanted to kill himself over the hate Jar Jar got from the hardcore fans. Wow, I know he's annoying and stupid, but really, sending someone that much hate mail the actor wanted to kill himself is a tad much. Well done, the fucking fan base. Anyway, give you some gin, rescues him from getting rubbered by a tank slash stormtrooper. How this vaguely racist stereotype slash voice got in this movie and beyond the censors is beyond me. Uh, Obi-Wan uh, is chased down by droids, which, give me some gin, quickly kills. Jar Jar tells them he can take them to his home city, which is hidden. Uh, but the leader will not be happy as he was banished down to go to a swamp, then underwater to the city of multiple Jar Jars and terrible CGI. Jar Jar is taken to see Boss Nass, voiced by, voiced by <coughs> Brian Blessed of Flash Gordon 1980, Blackadder TV show, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves 1990, and a boatload of Shakespeare stuff. You know the guy, Gordon's alive! That guy. <coughs> Boss Nass doesn't want the Jedi in his city, and doesn't care about the droid army, taking over topside until Gimme Some Gin points out they're next. So he tells him to take a submarine and go through the co the planet's core. Which Gimme Some Gin agrees to take Jar Jar with him for reasons. Obi-Wan asks Jar Jar why he was banished topside with him saying because he's a bit clumsy and that's a fucking understatement of the bloody millennium right there. Meanwhile, in space, Viceroy gets more instructions from Darth Sidious, aka the Emperor, aka Senator Palpitations, as I'm calling him, saying the Queen will be easy to control as she is young and naive. Back underwater with Jar Jar with more hilarious hijinks as the submarine loses power, only for Gimme Some Gin to fix it, and then it is attacked by a giant elf, uh, elf, uh, eel rather, because this is hilarious shit, isn't it? Uh, the droid army approach the city just as Obi-Wan surfaces, handy that. Uh, the Viceroy then take the Queen hostage, demanding she hand over the, the planet and indeed her crown. The Jedi swoop down and rescue her, killing the droids with relative ease, because these droids are fucking useless. A force push here, a lightsaber swipe there, and it's all over. With the Queen free, give me some gin, tells her there's a ship hangar and they have to escape. Except the Queen uh, he is talking to is not Queen uh, Amadildo, but her stunt, uh, stunt double, body double, whatever the fuck they are, Sable, or Sabe rather, played by Kira Knightley of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And uh, note the joke on set was that nobody could tell these two apart, even their mothers, which is bullshit frankly, because one's bloody tall and the other one. <laughs> Guy, give me some gin, tells the Queen uh, she must leave, but it's too late. Uh, they must speak to the Senate ASAP. However, the ship's bait is crawling with droid army because of course they are, because she's a fucking idiot. She could have left, oh, I don't know, two days earlier when the fucking planet was first getting surrounded by bloody droid ships. A fucking idiot. 
Still, no matter. Yet more fighting as I swipe here, a force jump there, and one big push, and the droids are now down because the force is strong with these two. Ah, the force. Obi-Wan, give me some gin, and the Queen's party, hide to let the fuck out of there. The ship is, however, in the escape, so out go the repair droids, including R2-D2, played by the late Kenny Baker of all these movies, that's about it. R2 fixes his shields, so they blast off at ludicrous speed. The ship is still damaged, however, so they land on Tatooine for repairs. While back on Naboo, Darth Sidious shows us Darth Maul, played by Ray Park of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, check my archives, the X-Men movies, and the G.I. Joe movies. On Tatooine, the Jedi look for parts. Out go R2, give us some gin, Jar Jar, Pantipadme, as I'm going to call her, aka The Queen. Here they find young Anakin Skywalker, played by Jake Lloyd of Jingle All The Way, and well, these movies, well, this movie, and that's about it. Note, he <clears throat> retired at the ripe old age of 12 due to being bullied in school. Uh, he has then, since been off the rails, citing schizophrenia to blame. Really? This, to me, is the other bane of this movie. This little bratty boy turns into Darth Vader. Hmm, actually I can see that one happening, so good casting. Also, in this shop is Wattle, a face voiced by Andy Sitcom. Or Sitcom, rather. Hmm. Give us some gin. Uh, walks off with Wattle, leaving Pantypadme to talk to Anakin. Or Annie, as I'm going to call no one, and fuck it. He tells her uh, he's a slave, also a pilot, and someday he'll be off planet as he is destined for bigger, better things. <coughs> Excuse me. Bloody force choke there. Wattle asks, give me some gin, how he'll pay. So he receives Republic credits with Wattle saying nope. So he tries and fails using his uh, Jedi mind trick because apparently Wattle's not that easy to control. Okay then. With that, he walks off. He contacts Obi-Wan to ask for money, but he has none also. So Jedi don't carry money then. Okay then. Actually, why would there be money in this? Oh, what the f- move the fuck on. Back with Jar Jar and yet more hilarious hijinks as he tries to steal food from a stall only to get his ass kicked. Annie saves his ass, sadly. A sandstorm hits hard, so Annie takes them home to meet his mother, Shmi uh, Skywalker, played by Perular August. What the fuck? Annie tells Pantypadme uh, to see the droid he's been working on, C-3PO, which he's built from the bloody ground up apparently. Played by Anthony Daniels, except he isn't in his gold suit just yet, he's just a bag of wires and nuts and bolts and shit. Here, he and R2 meet for the first time, and a bromance is born. As Annie brags, he'll win a, podca- uh, a podcast, a pod race, to Pantypadme. Obi-Wan radios give me some gin to tell him they got a radio message from the planet as Mugans are dying. And note, give me some gin's radio as I'll renews Lady Shaver just painted silver. A $150 million budget movie, everyone, and I'm using fucking Venus or Gillette, whatever the fuck it was, sensor XL radio Lady Shavers for fuck's sake. Obi-Wan thinks it's a trap and tells the Queen not to reply. Meanwhile, on some unnamed planet, or if it is, it isn't even said. Like I said, I don't care much about Star Wars. I don't know each and every little bloody detail. If you want to hunt down one of the many, many, many Star Wars bloody podcasts, and listen to them. 
This is a movie podcast, not a bloody geek bloody podcast. Darth Sidious sends out Darth Maul to hunt down the Jedi. As back on Tatooine, Annie tells Gimme some gin. He's a pod racer and the only human that can actually do this shit. Wait, these are human? I thought this was set in a galaxy far, far away and a long, long time ago before man set foot on Earth. How the fuck can they be human? Oh my god, give me some gin. Tells him he must be a Jedi then because he's got super mystic powers and blah, blah, blah. And then he tells him he built a pod racer, the fastest ever, and he is the greatest pilot ever. Wow, what a cocky little shit. First he can fix anything, then he builds droids as a pod racer pilot. He has Jedi powers and now he dreams that he will be a great and powerful Jedi. Fuck this little douche, I guess he's the male Mary Sue. This is where bloody Rey came from, wasn't it? I mean, uh, so she's actually a Skywalker then. Ooh, the last Skywalker, who gives a fuck? <clears throat> so off the go to trick Watto into letting Annie erase and using his own pod. Give me some gin, ask who Annie's father is, with the mother saying, there is none. She just fell pregnant and he was born, so he's Jesus now, really? Yet more hilarious hijinks as Jar Jar gets shocked from Annie's pod engines as he tries to help fix them because that's hilarious, right? I mean, mm, cut this fucking character. Lucas, this is not funny. He is almost as annoying as the perfect Skywalker. Speaking of which, the little shit fires up the pod and gives it a test run. Later that night, giving some gin, takes blood for Annie to get Obi-Wan to test it. Here they find that he has 20,000 metachlorians in his blood system, even higher than Yoda. Okay, explain metachlorians to me because I went cross-eyed and I don't give a fuck. This movie is so bloody awful. Darth Maul lands on a planet under the cover of night and then sends out scout droids which goes absolutely fucking nowhere. Next morning, give me some gin, places a bet with Watto, Annie will win. And if he does, he'll go free with give me some gin. And God, the CGI off. Is fucking awful in this bloody movie. What the hell is. What did the budget go for fuck's sake? Uh, Annie tells Pantypad me he's never actually won or finished a race. So much from being a fucking best of the best in the lying little twat. The race starts, and why am I getting wacky races vibes from this movie? This bloody thing. As each and every one of them has special things built onto their pods, and even ones with droids cheating. Annie's arrival, Sabula. A bloke, the fuck is his fucking name, Bubla, voiced by Lewis McLeod, tampers with Annie's pod and spot Warwick Davis as Wald, one of Annie's friends. Wouldn't you know it, Annie wins, even after blatant cheating from the rest of the bloody racers. It's as if, you know, he's a target audience here, whatever. Wait, this pod race is 20 minutes fucking long. What the fuck, Lucas? Cut this shit fucking down. Ugh. Now the parts and Annie, give me some gin, leaves. Uh, wait, Annie just ups and leaves, not even a tear. Uh, what a little fuck, he even leaves behind C-3PO. Uh, heading back to the ship, Darth Maul finally finds and attacks, give me some gin. One quick fight later and a well-timed force jump and they blast off in that ridiculously shiny silver ship. Uh, Meanwhile, back on Naboo, the Viceroy, oh wait, what's his name? Silo Biblo, played by Oliver Ford 
Davis. No, no, wait, wait, wait. He's the Queen's Prime Minister. Then who the fuck is Viceroy? Names be good to your people. Names would be good. <sighs> anyway, he tries to force Bibble to sign over the planet, but he refuses and is killed for that. Meanwhile, back on the ship, the Queen gets a message from her PM to contact her ASAP, the Queen I. Pantypad me notices Annie is cold, so brings him a blanket. Wait, hold on a second here. Isn't she his wife? Wow! Annie is, what, 10? And Padme must be, what, 20? What in the actual fuck? Lucas, you fucking dirty old perv. Anyway, let's get this shit on the road, because there's an hour left of this god-awful fucking movie. On Coruscant, the Queen finally meets Senator Palpitations. Also, Senator Valrum, played by Tyrant Stamp of Superman 2 fame. Check my archives. Note, somewhere in the traffic in the sky above Coruscant is the Enterprise D from Star Trek. So Star Trek and Star Wars are in the same universe then. Okay then. Give me some gin asked to see the Jedi Council. As give me some gin takes Annie to see the Council, they beg Yoda, voiced by Frank Oz, to be allow him to be trained as palpitations. Talks to the Queen into making him the Chancellor. And she agrees to because she's a fucking moron. Back with the Jedi Council, spot Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu. Mace points out the Sith have been dead for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Yoda then asks about Annie, so give me some gin Telson. And note, Yoda is a puppet here, not the terrible CGI he was in The Last Jedi. Or indeed the bloody redos of the originals. Mace sends to bring the boy to them. But the little shit has went off to visit Paddy Padme, aka the Queen. And she tells him Paddy Padme is not there and he just buggers off. So what you're trying to tell me with all his Jedi powers surging through him, he can't tell Padme is actually the Queen. Or for that matter, give me some gin. No wonder these Sith can hide for hundreds if not thousands of years. These guys are fucking idiots. Also, Yoda couldn't tell fucking palpitations was Sidious. I mean... Oh my god. On to the scent meeting and spot ETs somewhere. Here the Queen tells them the Federation has invaded her planet. Also, she calls for a vote of no confidence for the Chancellor, back with Obi-Wan. As he tells Gimme some gin, Annie won't pass the test as he's too old and he will not be trained. In the council room, wouldn't you know it, he passes with flying cars because of course he does. After the little shit sass talks Yoda, as Yoda Campbell tells him, fear is the path of the dark side and dark side, blah blah blah, the fuck ever. Back with the Queen, as Jar Jar tells her he is a fearless warrior and the Gigons are his great army, really. In walks palpitations to tell her he's now in charge and will be the new Chancellor soon. So the Queen tells him she'll return home to free her people. Later at night, at the Jedi Council, give me some gin, asks if Annie will be trained. But Mace says no, with Yoda adding, his future is cloudy and uncertain. So give me some gin, says he'll train the boy, and he'll be his new apprentice. With that, Obi-Wan is just cast aside. Wait, so you're trying to tell me this was all give me some gin's fault all along? If you'd listened to Yoda, then we wouldn't have Darth Vader. Unless, give me some gin, as a Sith all along. Yoda tells them to head to Naboo with the Queen to stop the invasion and find who the Sith Lord actually is. 
Annie asking me some gin what metachlorines are, with him saying this is a microorganism that controls the force. Okay then, so the force isn't an ogen then, but it's a bacteria? Who the fuck about that one? With that, they blast back to Naboo. God, this movie's fucking... Oh, stupid. During the flight, the Queen comes up with a plan to use Jar Jar's people as her army to take down the droids. Down they go to the planet, somehow sneaking past hundreds of fucking droid ships in orbit. As I said, this is a silver fucking shiny ship, yet it goes past all these no problem. To get Jar Jar to talk to Boss Nass. However, the cities are empty underwater, so Jar Jar shows them their hiding place, i.e. a fucking swamp. The Queen begs Boss Nass for help. But he says no, so Padme comes forward to tell him she is the real queen. One quick speech later, and they agree. So now it's time for the big battle, right? Nope. It's just yet more hilarious scenes of Jar Jar being fucking next to useless. As Darth Maul is waiting in the wings, the queen tells her plan that Jar Jar's people are to be used as cannon fodder. As she sneaks back into her planets to take uh, her... her uh, Sticks back into the palace, rather, to take it back. So it is on. One big CGI fight that goes on for way, way too long. With General Jar Jar acting like a fool. Oh, how the fuck's he a general? I mean, oh my god. The Queen and her men quickly take over the palace because of course they would. I wouldn't you know it. Wonder Kid flies a fighter into battle. So we now have a battle on three fronts. Talk about throwing everything at the wall, hoping something sticks for fuck's sake. Give me some gin and Obi-Wan take on Darth Maul with his dual-sided lightsaber. This lightsaber dual is a CGI monstrosity. As Darth Maul takes him to a shielded room where he bests Obi-Wan and then kills Give me some gin. Enraged, Obi-Wan chops him in half, falling down a lift shaft, or whatever the hell that shaft is. He's dead, right? Wrong! He's a half-robot in the Clone War cartoons, apparently, which I never really watched. Landing on a droid's mothership, Anakin, or Annie, somehow blows it up, therefore all the droids just fall down dead. I mean, that is one piece of lazy fucking writing right there. Meanwhile, the Queen has captured a Viceroy and has taken back her planet and indeed her palace. With the droid mothership in flames, Annie heads back down to Naboo victorious, because of course he does. Giving some gin, dies in Obi-Wan's arms, as he makes some promise to train Anakin. The Viceroy is taken into custody as Cal Chancellor Palpitation's ship land. Everything is right! Wrong! Obi-Wan becomes a Jedi Master. Yoda still isn't sure about Annie's future. Palpitations is now in charge. The Empire is rising and the Sith are back. Still, no matter. One final celebration as Boss Nas is given the key to the city as a credits a roll. On this bloated, boring waste of two hours, what the fuck was Lucas thinking? Jar Jar is the single most annoying character ever put on film behind Anakin Skywalker. This is a boring political thriller with no thrills. This is for extreme hardcore fans only. I'm going to give this thing a woefully pathetic 1 out of 10. Still, come back next week to see if Attack of the Clones is any better. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod where you can vote on which films I will cover. 
or email me most suggestions too. Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Don't forget to check my other franchise podcasts of Star Wars Originals, Captain America, Superman, Hannibal Lecter movies, and many more. Also, my solo podcast of the 11 on Street 3, and many, many more. A uh, bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. Now I have to practice my Sith laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that was terrible. <laughs> uh, the farce be with you.